0: This is a fun bit of anatomy to try to both describe and understand Um, it's almost impossible to point out on the model it's difficult to point out on the cadaver but it's a a lot easier on the cadaver it's difficult to draw and put into textbooks so I might as well try and do an audio description of it it is the peritoneum right start my five minute timer Um, oh the peritoneum Well. We're in the abdominal cavity and the peritoneum is a serous membrane, a fairly thin single sheet, a largely connected tissue sheet. But it's special because it has some cells which are secreting a little bit of fluid. That's the serous part. That's why it's a serous membrane. And this serous membrane lines the inside of that abdominal cavity. So the inside of the walls and also the inferior parts of the diaphragm and it lies over the tops of the pelvic viscera and that sort of thing right um so we have this single membrane now the bowel or the intestine is attached to the posterior abdominal wall so the peritoneum that's lining the abdominal wall then runs up to the intestines and over the intestines and covers them what we have now is we have the parietal peritoneum that's lining the walls of the abdomen and the visceral peritoneum that's covering all of the organs. It's still that one single continuous sheet of serous membrane. We're just naming the different bits because it's in different places. So the intestines, the liver, the stomach, the spleen are all covered by the visceral peritoneum. But now we have a potential space between the parietal peritoneum lining the inside of the abdominal wall and the visceral peritoneum that's covering, say, the intestines. And inside that potential space is where we find the fluid that's being made by the peritoneum. This is the peritoneal cavity. And that little bit of fluid lubricates everything and that means that the things inside the abdomen can move around nice and easily. The small bowel and the stomach and that sort of thing, which is important when they're squeezing things along them. Now, where that peritoneum runs up to cover the intestine, it has to travel a little distance before it gets to the intestine. So we have the the parietal peritoneum running up to the intestine, around the intestine, and then back down to the body wall again. And this is the mesentery. So we have two layers of peritoneum running from the abdominal wall up to the intestine, um that's why it's two layers and inside that mesentery uh is where we find all the blood vessels the nerves the lymphatics this is the connection of the intestine to the rest of the body so this is vital for the intestine and therefore it's vital for life the the mesentery uh in anatomy you might have noticed that we love naming everything and as the peritoneum covers all of these organs and tubes and tissues and as these tubes and tissues and organs get more and more complicated and in the embryo and fetus move into their final positions and the tube gets longer and longer so the peritoneum also gets longer and more complicated and it gets folded and it gets stretched into ligaments so we love giving names to all of those things. The main ones that you should know about um, are the greater omentum and lesser omentum so the stomach is covered in peritoneum. It has two sheets of peritoneum, one covering the posterior surface, one covering the anterior surface. And at the greater curvature of the stomach, that those two layers of peritoneum meet, they grow out and inferiorly to lie over the intestines and then it folds on itself and runs back up again and blends with some peritoneum elsewhere so it's actually four layers of peritoneum but that's a confusing idea to think of the greater omentum covers the small intestine it's the policeman of the gut as it adheres to the intestine when it gets inflamed limiting the spread of inflammation it might also keep you warm because it's very fatty now the lesser omentum Again, from the stomach, but the lesser curvature, the peritoneum then has to run across to the liver, but it has to jump a bit of a gap. So where those two layers of peritoneum come together on the lesser curvature of the stomach, jump across to the liver, and then cover the liver, those two layers of peritoneum are the lesser omentum. Uh, inside there we'll find the hepatic portal vein, the bile duct, the hepatic artery proper, so connections to the... to the... um to the liver the peritoneal cavity that i was talking about that potential space between the parietal peritoneum and the visceral peritoneum also has two major parts so the greater sac is part of the peritoneal cavity and that's most of the peritoneal cavity for example around the small intestine now the lesser sac a smaller part there's my five minute timer i've got a little bit more to do the lesser sac The smaller part of the peritoneal cavity, that's posterior to that lesser omentum, posterior to the stomach and the liver. And this lets the stomach expand and slide around, which is obviously really important when the stomach fills with food and you start digestion. The lesser sac also gets called the omental bursa. Uh, One other idea, um, the parietal peritoneum lines the abdominal walls. There are organs and major blood vessels and other bits and bobs. In the posterior abdominal wall, posterior to the parietal peritoneum, those structures are then all considered to be retroperitoneal. For example, the kidneys, the aorta, the inferior vena cava and that sort of thing. There are many other folds of peritoneum and potential spaces and these get called ligaments and pouches, but those are for a much larger discussion. By the way, clinically, ascites is when too much peritoneal fluid is produced you can imagine where that collects right i've gone over time but if you have understood the peritoneum any better from that description it was time well spent and um if you don't then well it wasn't much time spent see you next week